All right, what's going on, Jacob? Oh, man, up in Colorado, northern Colorado, about 20 miles from Wyoming, doing some high angle work. Did uh, two days of pistol uh, with another group or a young lady from down in Texas who actually came to Colorado to get private instruction in pistol. So, calls, where are you? I'm in Colorado. All right, I'll be there. So, Fantastic. two days of pistol, and the next two weeks are with the rifles. Awesome, man. Um, um, super jealous, Colorado. We're, we're having some really nice weather here in the first first part of the summer of Washington, but um, um, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. So all you guys that are listening, and uh, we, we've had a little hiatus. We apologize. We've been very, very busy, but that's not going to happen again. Guys, welcome to the Modern Day Sniper podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Kalen Wojcik, and um, I have Jacob Bynum of Rifles Only here with me today, and we are going to be uh, doing something a little different. We're going to be doing a Facebook Live event, which we are about to go do here in about three minutes, and that Facebook Live event is set up for the Assassin's Way rifle match. So um, for those of you guys who have never heard of the, or if this is the first time you're listening to the Modern Day Sniper podcast, what we are is uh, we are an uh, information source dedicated to providing you with the most relevant, up-to-date, and relevant information on long-range shooting and your development as a rifle. We, uh, whether it doesn't matter whether you're a law enforcement sniper, a military sniper, a rifle enthusiast, a competitor, hunter, we're all here for one reason, and that is uh, to continue to be students. So with that being said, Jacob, why don't you give everybody a little bit of a background on what's going on on the podcast, and I'll get us live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to start Assassin's Way. It's a 23-day competition that's going to start on September 1st, 2021. So we're more than a year out. However, this is not just a rifle competition. This is more of a long-range hunter or what you would find military snipers doing. We're going to be testing uh, land navigation. So we're going to be testing uh, range estimation, target detection, Kim, situational awareness. And we're going to do it in a lot of different portions of the United States. And so the person who goes up, there will be shooting, obviously. But whenever the person who actually gets the best marksmanship score may not win because we're testing so many other skill sets. Um, again, like I've said it before, I could do all of these things at rifles only. I think the main thing that we see that I've seen anyways, there's, there's, there's major concerns, I guess, that people have. And the main thing that people are all asking me is how is, how are you going to prevent the cheating aspect of things? And I think it's a pretty decent topic to discuss given the current temperature in, in our little circle of world. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's one of the things that has really bothered me a lot of late that we've seen so much in, in other competitions and things like that. Everybody's going to try, you know, the, but the people that are running this, uh, it's not their first rodeo. You know what I mean? We've pretty much seen it all. I've seen people, you know, try to change up what they see in a matchbook. And now of late, it seems like there's actually people changing scores and stuff like that. But if you, Kalen, came in and said, hey, Jacob, I'm going to do Assassin's Way, fine. So we get to the third place that we're going to be doing whatever skill set it is. And you cheat, and I bust you, and the cadre bust you. You just handed me a check for $25,000. That's true. Because yeah. you're gone. You know, that's, you're gone. That's yeah, that is that is the truth right there, man. And, and like, yep. uh, it's one of those things that it's difficult to put your finger on. You can't really ever truly yep. get rid of it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, cause I think a lot of people's mindsets like, Oh, with that much money on the line, people are going to cheat. It's going to happen. And it's like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I think it's going to be yeah. completely the opposite. Well, I mean, good luck with it. I mean, really come on. I mean, I have seen, I've been doing this for longer than a lot of people, especially putting on matches. I've seen people try to cheat in every way possible. And I just, I'm, I'm kind of like you, I'm thinking they're, they're going to be, and you know, if, if you're inclined, if you're listening to this and it'd be something to where you're trying to get an advantage or you're trying to think this man, just freaking get out. That's not the competitor that I want. You know what I mean? I don't, mm -hmm. I want somebody who's got a lot of integrity who wants to go out and say, all right, this is what I did. This is the place that I earned and just move on down the road, man. This mm -hmm. is an adventure. This is, this is something that like I've, like I said on, you know, on another podcast, I said, the only thing that makes me angry about Assassin's Way is that I thought of it because I would love to do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people have, 
had said, you know, to me, are you, are you going to compete in this? And I said, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be an observer and I'm going to be part of the cadre. And people are like, what, why, why, why would you, why would you do that? And it's like, you know, that stuff doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that much to me. Right. It's like, I would rather, I would rather, you know, shoot to have fun, but at the same time, I would rather kind of watch. I enjoy people watching people go through those challenges. I enjoy watching people's evolution as they, as they go through these challenges. And, you know, Ken's here in the room, Ken's, um, you know, a former student of ours for our backcountry hunter course. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting watching all of those people go through that change because they're doing something that they never had, had been exposed to before. And, uh, it's a challenge. It's a mental and emotional challenge. And so it's, I kind of get the gist that that's more of what this event's going to be about. Is it not? Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, um, and that, that's where we're catching, you know, a lot of the people that are competitive shooters right now. Okay. Well, that's really good. But what they don't understand is it's like, um, let's say me and Caleb, we've been friends for a long time and we call ourselves golfers. But the only time we play golf, when we go to the golf course, we just stay at the driving range. We never go and play the game. Mm, you know what I mean? Sure. If we, if, we're, uh, if we call ourselves basketball players, but the only thing we do is on Sunday afternoon, we're in our driveways and we play horse. You know, we never play the game. Right. And that's what people don't get. You know, they, they've, they've taken this tip of the iceberg, which is the shooting portion of it, which is highly important, obviously. Everybody knows that. But it is the tip of the iceberg. There's other things out there. There's other skill sets that need to be tested. And, and I, like I've told you before, I said, I think once we get some people that are doing this and actually experiencing it, they're going to become enamored with it, so to speak. Because sure. it is it is gratifying. It's very gratifying. It sure is, man. It's, it's one of those things that um, this is going to be very all-encompassing, right? So sure. it's not um, a lot of people assume, you know, based upon where the shooting sport is at right now, that it's all just, it's just shooting. And, you know, anybody that listens to us on the modern day sniper podcast, um, you guys know that, that we are, we are snipers. Like that's, that's who we are. Um, and that's where our lineage comes from as, you know, young adults into, you know, mid adult life. And it's 10, it's literally 10% or even less shooting in in our job, in our world. And uh, right. that's what you're trying to highlight here. That's what you're trying to illustrate. That's, that's what I'm trying to highlight. Exactly right. That's what I'm trying to highlight. And the the interest that we have gotten since this, I mean, when we first came out with it, it kind of, like I've told you before, I said it was the worst possible time with COVID-19 and everything mm-hmm. else. But even with all of that going on, the response that we've gotten and the phone phone calls I've received, it's just been, it's been incredible. There is an impressive amount of interest in this because it's never been done before. No one's ever done this type of competition before. Right. Uh, and I, I think it's awesome. I think it's been, I think it's been attempted, um, in, in this kind of style. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you had the, the, like things like the Oregon sniper challenge or the, the S three sniper challenge. And then you have, um, the guys competition got dynamics guys. They just okay. got great so guys, far. great guys. Dude, and 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 I ran, I ran the um, the uh, the sack one year. I want to say it was two thousand fourteen. I ran it, um, and it was kind of a super. It was kind of a super bummer for me because I my my partner uh, fell out for heat, and so mm-hmm. I didn't get to finish, and that was right. super freaking difficult for me to not get to finish that event. Um, right both from a physical aspect and an emotional aspect, you know, training so hard for that thing. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things where it's, it's like, wow. Um, it's a big deal because they did a great job in terms of setting that up in with the realism of everything. And, um, it was, uh, it was just one of those things where they did such a good job at like, putting all of those skills together and a blend of shooting right. um, along with right. the challenges of nav- land navigation and all that stuff. Right. I'm with you. And uh, that's the thing that you're right though. The sniper adventure challenge is something that a lot of people really get a charge out of. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately people know it's a, it's a big challenge. And so they won't even go do it. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're like, Oh, I'm going to be so outclassed. But if they would just show up and do it, yes. then they would think, Oh yeah, this is fun because they're going to make it. It's their, they're going to do it every year. 
Yeah. And, and I want redemption. I want to run it with Phil. Um, I want yeah. redemption really bad. And so a lot of that stuff in that match is, is, uh, is strategy in terms of your route planning. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand mm-hmm. that that's a lot of people's questions as well. Like wh- when you say nat- land navigation, what does that even mean? Like, what am I doing? And I have a hard time. Like for me, it's really simple. It's like, Terrain association, dead reckoning, you have to be able to have skills in both of those areas of navigation in order to be well-rounded, right? As a, sure. as a, as somebody who can navigate without the assistance of a GPS and just a map. Sure. So explain, could you, if you could, without giving too much into the details of it, explain like what you mean by land navigation. Um, I'll do it with the, did we talk about it on the last podcast whenever oh. I went to Finland for the Simohaya National Cyber Cup? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Cause that's, that sounds okay, really so, cool to remember that. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So we're doing land up there, you know, talk about route selection. So I'm going with this um, cop from Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma and he's down in Texas being a cop and then he's back in Oklahoma. So we got tasks. So let's, let's go do this competition. So the only American team and we're really concerned about the land nav portion of it because, you know, this, they don't speak English over there and uh, that's okay. You know, but, we were on the aircraft going over. We were studying everything we could about land mapping in Finland. And so worked out fine. Um, we start our course, our land map course, and we show up to, we're at the edge of a lake. And this lake is 300 meters across. Keep in mind, it's Finland. It's not exactly in the south. It's kind of uh, a little bit cold there. And so the guy says, all right, as you can tell, you've already hit this point. Your next point is straight across that lake over there. He says, you can go around it, it's gonna add an extra extra eight clicks, or you can go across it and we've provided you with a canoe. And you look at this canoe and it's an inflatable canoe, like a bladder on either side, and one of the bladders has been uh, punctured. <laughs> so basically what you're gonna do is you can tie your gear to that and you're gonna swim it. In other words, you're gonna get wet. Mm-hmm. So what we did was, because um, <laughs> we're, I've never really claimed to be the sharpest tool in the shed there, Kalen. So, all right, out comes the Alifax. We uh, waterproof everything we could, tied our rifles to the side of it, stripped down to our, our underwear, and off we went. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the lake, when we first started, no one was there. Well, by the time we finished it, of course, you're almost hypothermic. Um, yeah. There's an ambulance there. The general of the base was there. And of course, we get out of the water, we pull out our Alice packs. We, we had waterproofed everything pretty good, put on our ghillie suits, which you know are very much like having a, a great air conditioner suit on, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, uh, yeah. Not, you know what I mean, they're hot. Yep. So we put on our ghillie suits and we continued on. As it turned out at the end of the competition, we were the only team that didn't lose any points for land nav. I don't think that we were smart. We probably should have gone around it. You know, another 8,000 yards isn't really that bad because it was an easy land nav, mm-hmm. but we opted to go across the lake. And we were the only, I guess we were stupid Americans. We decided we'd swim it rather than walk it, but it turned out okay. So, okay. So you're looking at this from a practicality standpoint of decision-making. And so I think mm-hmm. that's, um, I think that's something that is really important for people to understand and realize that sure. Land navigation is all about decision-making. It's all about yes, it route is. selection. It's, it's, um, it's knowing how much ground you can cover with, mm-hmm. with whatever amount of load it is on your back and whatever the terrain is. Yep. And so it's, Correct. Um, it's one of those things where your, just, your uh, land nav pace is very different if you're wearing PT gear rather than if you're carrying all your gear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So dude, we have, we have some people here. We have, um, we have Lindy, we have Mr. Brian, we have Ken, and I want to say that that is Mr. Nick's setting. Um, so we're having some people in here. Guys, thank you for joining. I think um, what we ended up doing was probably, uh, we're, I'm not technology smart, so you guys are probably laughing right now. It's okay. Um, so you're all in our meeting room, in the Zoom meeting room. So welcome. And ask your questions. Stop the uncomfortableness right now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's all right. We can, we're learning. We'll figure this out. I'm looking at the people back home and they're, they're like 100 degrees and I'm up here and it's like 65. I'm, I'm loving this. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we're just talking about land nav. And um, so 
perhaps this is this might be a little bit educational too for for people um, as you're listening. Um, when it comes to land nav, we are uh, we're working on some training programs for land navigation at uh, at Modern Day Sniper as well. I know Jacob, you're doing a field course, a field skills course up there, um, and that is an important skill from what I understand with, uh, with the assassin's way is making sure that you're being smart with your route selection. Sure. But it's not the only skill. Uh, sure. Kalen, you know, we've got other skills in there too. You know, the, the range estimation. So what I said was no lasers. Okay. So I got asked the question over the last couple of weeks is what about a coincidence range finder? And those are like antiques, you know, they came from World War II before yeah. we had lasers. And so, yeah, that's fine. You know, that's fine. A coincidence range finder is fine. Be ready yeah. to do it by mill relation, you know, be able to do those things. But it's not just land nav. You know, the person who does the best time yeah. and hits all of the land nav, they not, might not win either. Right. Well, it's, um, it, it's one of those things that I was just looking at and going, okay, so we've got the baseline core skills of the land navigation stuff and being well-rounded. And part of that, what I was trying to get at is like, that's one thing is importance in route selection and land navigation. Um, and you've got this spread out over a lot of different geography, which is awesome. You're going to have some flatland stuff. Mm -hmm. And so for you guys out there that, mm -hmm. that have not had a chance to navigate in other parts of the world, maybe you've only done East Coast navigation, right? In the, in the dense timber, hardwoods where you are married to dead reckoning, right? Walking azimuths, following bearings and things like that. With the land navigation thing, you come out west and then you go, whoa, I can see everything. Now your skills change. You have a different set of land navigation skills that you're using because you're not following a compass bearing and you're not, have, you're not really worried. You don't care about a pace count. You don't care about time distance calculations. Now I see open terrain and I go, okay, I got to get there. And we start making decisions based upon the terrain features that you can see with your eyes and not necessarily interpreting a, a, an azimuth line on a map. Mm, yeah. Depends. And it depends. So like same thing, like depends. you can depends. get, no. and, but then like here on the West or in the West, if you get down into a, into a Canyon or into a big drainage and you're in there in the, in the, in the evening, maybe for us, we're hunting elk, we're chasing bulls and it gets dark and we have to now yep. navigate in the dark without the ability to train associate. So yes, all of these skills sure. intermingle and intermesh. And so like Bingo. people are asking, you said it exactly right. They all intermingle. Yeah. It's like, well, well what do I need to, to train for, for land nav? And I'm like, well, you need to, I would assume that you just need to be able to move around in the mountains, right. Or move around in the desert yep. and be able to navigate in that. And so oh, there's a lot of skills. Yeah, fortunately, I'm not going to ask anybody to land nav down at rifles only because it's a tabletop. So they'll be yeah. happy about that. It would be super hard to do at night. Yeah, for sure. Just for be sure. like, yo, you got like one degree of offset, period, end of story. Or you're going to miss. <laughs> Believe so. me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the land navigation thing is a lot of people asking me. And then, um, you know, is gear. Gear is the other thing that a lot of people have been asking me. What kind of gear should I be, should I be looking at? What kind of gear should I be taking? And we kind of touched on this a little bit in conversations between you and I. Um, right. And so what can you say, what can you tell people about gear? First off, do one of the Philcraft courses. Take one of the clinics that you and Phil and Frank are putting on. You know, until you can kind of know what you need, what kind of gear. Okay, for land nav, what are you going to need? You're going to need a good compass, maybe a protractor. You know what I mean? We're going to supply maps. That's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, you're going to need some beads. Okay, that's for the land nav. Um, for the shooting, everyone's thinking, oh, well, I'm going to take this, you know, big, heavy sniper rifle. If it was me, no, nah, I wouldn't. I'd take a 100-weight rifle. I would take a 100-weight rifle with a really good scope on it. Mm -hmm. And because they work fine. You know, it's not like you're going to have these long, long strings of fire. You're going to – you're really – not going to have that much fire at all. Have something that's lightweight. Whenever you go to choose a pack, um, a buddy of mine, Andrew Bluebaugh, would he did those uh, those hiking trails, the three of them, Pacific mm -hmm. Coast, uh, the East Coast one, and then the yep. one that goes through the Rockies. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that on his pack, you know, whenever he had everything clamped in to where to hold all of his stuff, the extra webbing he would cut it off. 
because the weight, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Get rid yeah. of the weight, taking all that extra stuff. And he already had a light pack to begin with, but this is someone who's actually going out and hiking from south to north across the United States. It takes him three months to do it. Of okay. course he knows what he's doing. His toothbrush, the handle, cut it in half. You know what I mean? You still got yeah. your toothbrush. You really don't need that long a handle. I'm not saying that you need to do that for assassin's way because it's not going to be that extreme, but think about the weight. Is it really necessary to take a 23 pound, six millimeter Creedmoor uh, on assassin's way? Because whenever you show up at rifles only to start, we're going to put you all out on our short range, which is 500 yards long. We're going to give you an eight by eight blue tarp and you're going to put all of your gear on that. It is going to be inventoried. It's going to be taken a picture of, it's going to be typed up, and we're going to check your inventory at several different spots as well as at the end. If you have anything extra, uh-uh. If you have anything less, uh-uh, not going to work. What you need to go and complete this mission. This mission is not necessarily difficult. I'm not going to ask anybody to mill, relate, mill relation, you know, uh, range estimate beyond 700 yards. I'm not going to ask you to shoot past 1,000 yards. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not, I don't have to try to trip you up. This is big enough to where you are going to trip your own self up. Keep your minds about you. Get the gear that's going to work. Have some lightweight boots, lightweight clothing. Also have like rain gear. I have rain gear myself that weighs a ton, but I also have frog talks. On this, I would take frog talks because it's going to be just as effective. It's less than a month. Right. Is that what you're asking me about gear? Yeah, because, uh, you know, people are, I think that they're, it's one of those things where they want all of the, they want all of the answers. Right. So, so they're like, uh, well, what about this? What about this? And so I, I want to throw out a, an example. So, um, again, at that sniper adventure challenge, our first, our first evolution, it was, it was interesting because, and for those of you guys that are going to listen to this, this is going to give you some perspective maybe about how to select your gear for something like this. So I, you know, the first part of the event, they go, all right, um, before the step off, you guys have, you can take some gear and you can put it into a duffel bag and we're going to drop that gear off at the halfway spot. So if you want it, you can put it in there. Um, or you don't have to. And so my partner and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, mm, do we really need anything? I, like I didn't because I'd been training. I've been doing the, uh, the distance of that event that I anticipated to run uh, several times over. So I knew exactly how much food I needed, knew exactly, you know, the footwear, my Scott, all that shit. I had it all figured out. But there were teams that were putting like sea bags worth of shit in these duffel bags. And so at the very start point, Zach, Zach comes out and he's like, so if you guys want your duffel bags, you're going to have to carry them to your first, your first uh, land nap challenge point. And it was like, John and I, we, we threw a couple of Gatorades in there. I threw an extra pair of shoes just in case, right? That I just thrashed mine. And so it was like this little bag, right? Nothing big. And uh, the first event was like three and a half miles away. And um, everybody's trying to rush to get there. And all these dudes are carrying these giant sea bags of shit. And it's like, then we get to the first event. And the first event is you had to dig a ranger grave. And a ranger grave, three feet wide two feet deep, six feet long. And so on the gear list, there was a shovel and it's like, okay, we kind of talked, my partner and I talked about it. We were like, well, what kind of shovel should we bring? And I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, it's like, like, is this an e-tool type thing or should we bring a fucking shovel? And we compromised and had one of those, you know, uh, kind of like 48 inch long spade shovels. And, uh, yeah, like 15 bucks at Home Depot or whatever. You throw it away when you're done. You don't care. That's what we took. And people are out there. There are people that brought trying to save all of that weight. They were trying to bring like, um, you know, uh, like shit trench shovels, you know, the little aluminum things. And this is New Mexico, man. You ain't digging right. in that. <laughs> so these guys are like <laughs> sticks and shit. And we're just cutting the dirt with this, yep. this shovel because it's like, you got to kind of, you got to think a little bit outside the box and, like, Hey, this is a competition and we're going to probably be asked to do some funky, weird stuff. So yeah. you got to make those differences. I agree. I agree. Different stuff, but you won't have to dig any holes at assassin's way. Oh, okay. No, no hides, no hides in the side of Hills. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that involves digging. That involves a lot of digging. <laughs> what I was taught how to make Not always. freaking dug all night long. Um, Not always. That was just part of what was, what the deal was. 
So um, what else? So the field craft stuff that, that we're going to put on over the next, uh, ne- next 18 months um, sure. as this, uh, well, it's not even 18 months, right? It's closer than that. It's what, like 15? Yeah, closer to 14. Yeah. So we're going to be putting on stuff that, that basically covers things like, and a lot of the stuff with field skills, guys, is it's awareness. That's really all it is. It's really just being aware of your surroundings. And if it's anything that we teach people in our backcountry hunter course, it's being aware of your surroundings. Uh, everything changes when you're outside. And you hit the nail on the head with that, Caleb. Go, you go hit ahead. the nail on the head with that. I mean, be aware. Be aware of what's going on whenever you're doing your Kim stuff. Be aware. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what you see whenever you're land naving. Be aware of what's going on all the way around you. That's going to pay off huge in Assassin's Way. Right. It's because there's a lot of, a lot of times you get to a a point where, you know, maybe you're doing a lot of work, you're climbing a big, you're climbing a hill or, you know, you got a heavy ruck on and you're trying to gain a bunch of altitude over this terrain feature you're trying to get, get over. And it's easy to slip out of that awareness and go inside and focus just on, you know, that, that meditation aspect of your mind as you're going through that hard work. Um, Right. But you can't, you have to, you have to be able to switch back and forth in those situations or else you are going to miss things. Exactly. Exactly. And that there'll be a, there'll be a lot of that. It's situational awareness is, is paramount as you well know, situational awareness is really good. Whether you're a regular rifle competition or if you're hunting or if you're out, uh, you're a military guy, situational awareness is everything. Yeah. It's everything and it will be tested. Yeah. And, and if you're also like, if you're a person that's, you know, concealed carrying out there, this is where you also need to kind of look at yourself. I always do it. I always reevaluate. Okay. Well, how aware was I, um, today as I carried that gun, you know, was my awareness on as, as high as a point of where it should be, uh, having the responsibility of carrying a firearm. Um, because that's a big deal. It's, it's a big deal. And, and awareness is everything when it comes to that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm super excited to see what you come up with, with regard to that, because, um, that just can take so many different forms and directions. I know. I know. And <laughs> keep in mind, you're part of the cadre. So whatever you come up with is also valid. <laughs> yeah, man. It's well, that's, I, I appreciate it. It's kind of, it's a fun deal because you get to use your imagination. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, everything's going to be based off reality and it's not going to be difficult. I'm not trying to kill the competitors. I don't want somebody to quit because they can't go on. That's not mm-hmm. it. What right. we're trying to do is test the skill sets in different parts of the U.S. and find out who can do it the best, the most consistently over the longest period of time. Right. And I think that's, um, that, that's something that uh, people don't usually have an opportunity to get. Um, you know, I've, my, longest time as, my longest time in the mountains by myself has is is been 10 days. And a friend of mine, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a guide up in, the, in uh, British Columbia. He did 27 days. And so like Mm -hmm. being able to stay on point from day one all the way through to day 10 and then much less, you know, day 27, it's one of those deals where, um, you don't know what you, you don't know how your body's going to react until you actually get to that point and experience it. Right. Well, let me make this very clear to the people who are possibly thinking about doing assassin's way. I have spent so much time driving these things, flying these things, going on the computer to find out how long it takes to get from place to place. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm going in, I'm allowing six hours rest time and then the travel time that it would take for you to get there without killing yourself. You're not going to be able to do anything like uh, you know, sightsee or anything like that. Whenever you need to get to the next city or the next venue, you need to move on, but there's going to be time for rest. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to kill someone. I'm just trying to test skill sets. So, yeah. So like, that's another thing people are like, well, I don't understand. Like, how are we going to move and do all this stuff? And it's like, well, I would assume that you would finish an event. And then is, is this a, is this going to be a competition based upon like how fast somebody can get someplace? Or is this going to be more of a competition based upon the graded skill sets that you're testing at each point along the way? Graded skill sets. I'm not, I'm not worried about how fast I'm going to give them plenty of time to get from state to state and venue to venue. Mm -hmm. There'll be plenty of time for that. It's just whenever they show up at that venue, that's when the tests start. Like I said, if I could find 
one area that had flatlands, that had desert, that had mountains, then we wouldn't have to travel at all. Right. See what I mean? But here in the U.S., we have to do that. We have to travel all of these different places to create these different kinds of environments to test your skills in these different environments. No, that's I, all it is. I think that's awesome. I'm not trying to make it do a. It's it's not a it's not a car race. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's that's a that's a couple of questions I've gotten as well. Is like, you know, how does this how's this even going to roll? And I I kind of I had some assumptions, but I didn't want to tell anybody an assumption. So thanks for for clearing that up, and that makes a lot more sense in terms of like. Yeah. So yeah, we're done here. Yeah, but whenever, whenever you're between venues, you know, you're between venues, you know, go, go get yourself a really good meal, get yourself a good five, six hour sleep time. You know what I mean? Travel with another, another competitor so that y'all can share the driving uh, task if you want. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about how you get there. Just, I'm going to give you plenty of time to get there. It's just once you get there, then we're starting to test these field skills. I'm not testing your highway driving skills. That's not what I do. Go right. go do the, the derby across the United States if you want to do that. This is not that. This is field craft. Mm-hmm. So um, what uh, what has the response been for you so far, Jacob? Oh, it's been incredible. It's been incredible. Uh, a lot of people have said, oh, well, it can never be done. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. Rifles only could never be done either, <laughs> nor could modern day sniper. <laughs> yeah, it's get that crazy. Question. But then the other people are just like, oh my God, we want to be a part of it. This has never, this has never been attempted before. No one's ever done this. No one's ever tried to do this. We want in, we want in. I'll tell you the biggest supporter that we have right now is Recoil Magazine, Recoil TV, and Recoil Web. I mean, as soon as they heard about it, they were on it. They're going to have somebody who's in it, not for the competition because they're not paying an entry fee, but what they're going to do is they're going to give you the perspective from inside the competition. Also, Recall TV is covering every minute of it. They're going to film every minute of it, and they're going to be talking to people, everything else. If it turns out that we get some people, and I know we will, who don't want to be on TV, Recall will obviously respect that because they know they know what that's sure. all about as well. And so... They, yeah, I mean, it's a bunch of shooters that are going to come in and do this with the proper equipment with recoil and recoil can respect privacy, but you know, they're going to, they're going to be able to let people on the outside be able to follow everything that's going on. I'm so grateful to recoil and Ian for all that they've done. And also Lindsay, who's going to be in the comp. Cool. Yeah. Ian's, Ian's great dude. We've been doing some stuff, working on a couple of projects as well. And I enjoy, uh, I enjoy his perspective. It's, it's, it's different. It's good. And um, I'm really glad to, to know that recoil is involved with this because this deserves a lot of attention. This deserves uh, this mm-hmm. deserves a lot of exposure and that's definitely what's going to happen. So um, I'm, well, I'm I couldn't just, have thought of this, Kalen, Kalen, what were you doing? How come you didn't think up assassin's way so I could actually <laughs> compete in it? Because if, if you would have called me and said, Hey, I would have won you for cadre. I'd have said, no, fuck you. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, man, like I'm just, uh, I'm just getting this thing kicked off really. Um, it's been, you know how it is when you, when you first kick something off and you first get started and, and it was probably a little bit different for you, uh, in the time that you got rifles only up because you weren't in the digital age, you know, everything, uh, everything has changed with regard to like how you do business. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we're working really, really hard to get things to the point where, um, where we're automating things and, and, um, trying to free up some more time to go do more things like that. And so, um, like, like last year, um, I just got my ass kicked and I didn't hunt very much and that really hurts. And so like this year we're, we're just doing things a little bit differently to facilitate the, that stuff because that's, that's absolutely necessary. Um, same thing with like shooting, shooting competitions. I'm not really huge on going to competitions because I want to win. I go because I want to make sure that uh, I'm staying up to speed, um, Mm -hmm. being tested regularly against my peers and, uh, and learning. So got to make time for that too. It's development. And, um, so I would love, like, I have some really cool ideas myself on, on, uh, competitions and, and not only just competitions, but training events too. Like I want to go, I want to go do some cool training events all over the world. Um, stuff. So yeah, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. Well, you know, we're planning on taking assassins way international in 2024. That's, that's badass. That's yeah. We're already working that out. So I'm, I'm real happy about that. So are you um, able to pick up 
questions on this Facebook Live thing, or is it just verbal? Um, no, people can, people can post questions if they like. Uh, I'm not getting, uh, I haven't gotten any questions. Um, okay. But uh, let's see here. Um, uh, all right, we don't have any, um, we don't have any comments on the event page itself, but uh, we can just continue to jam about it. Um, we got about yeah. 15 maybe more minutes. Maybe we've explained it so well. Yeah, maybe we've explained it so well that it doesn't require a question. <laughs> uh, that could be. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, so the other question that I got that I have gotten, um, and I don't know if it's more of a question or more of like grumblings and, and people's, um, people's discontent with, uh, with the way that this thing is going. The, the main purse, we got to talk about that stuff because unfortunately, uh, you and I know that like, I don't care about that sort of thing, but there's some people that it's really, that's really super important. And so the, the prize purse that half a million dollars for first place. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so what is the thought process between only awarding first and nothing below? I never said that. Oh, I never oh said okay. That. Sorry. <laughs> well, some people had the, some people had that thought. So, um, no, the cash prize, the cash prize will only go to first. Oh, okay. Got it. Understood. Very good. Yeah. The cash prize will only go to first, but there's going to be other, there's going to be other companies that, you know, want to, want to be a part of this. I mean, come on, it's the, it's the most unique and original, you know, competition concerning rifles that's ever been done. I mean, it's never been done before. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been approached by a lot of different companies who want to, want to support, you know, they want to do this, they want to do that. Am, am I going to say right now who they are or what they want to do? Absolutely not. You know, we're more than a year out and things can happen in business. And I understand that they may have to scale back a little bit, COVID-19, you know what I mean? Come on, give me a break. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're in talk with, we're, we're in talks with a lot of different people who want to be involved with this, especially knowing that Requel is involved and the exposure that they're going to get. And they want to support the people who want to do this. And that's the most amazing thing they're saying to me, it, it's not really so much about the exposure that they're going to get but that they get to support the people who actually had balls enough to do this comp. This is true. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, they want the exposure too. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, come on. So does, so does rifles only. So does modern day sniper, you know, so does gun work. So does, you know, GA precision. So does everybody, but right. this is a huge deal and they want to be a part of it. Well, so I don't want to interrupt your thought, but I got some, I got a couple of questions that have come in here. Um, uh, Mr. Ted Fine asks, here. are there overnights in the field? Uh, Mr. Uh, this Ooh, guy, this guy by the name of Ted, um, uh -huh. he's asking, are there overnights in the field and how many consecutive nights? There are two overnights and it is not consecutive. It's two single nights in the field. Two single nights in the field out uh, of the whole competition. Right. They are not consecutive. They're they're at different locations, and it's just single nights. Cool. Okay, that's not a big deal. Hopefully that uh, answers your question, Ted. Then we have. If it doesn't, tell him to call me. My phone number is three six one five two two four one six five. There you go, Ted. There you go. Um, okay. So, uh, and then Christopher, you know, we, we should probably do Jacob because we've had some new joints here um, listening in. Um, Christopher is like, Hey, what's this competition? So guys, we're talking about, uh, Jacob Bynum from rifles only his brainchild of assassins way, which is a, a rifle competition like no other. It's more of a, um, I don't know, more of like a, a, a rifle men's competition, if you will. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say that it's more along the lines of a really, uh, all inclusive competition. that's multi-day. So, yeah. um, 23 days, right? 23 days. Yeah. 23 days, Christopher. So, um, and it's going to involve all manner of things and shooting is only going to be a very small portion of it. So things like field skills, uh, such as land navigation, target detection, um, observations, uh, Kim's games, all of those things are going to go into the assassin's way event and it's going to involve multi-states, 
um, multi, multi venues and multi days. So that is what we were chatting about. Um, and, and he can go to, he can go to the assassin's way Facebook page and right, get yep. a little bit more description on it and people discuss it a little bit there. Cool. Um, there is uh, also from Ted Jacob, uh, what are the caliber restrictions for the match? Nothing, nothing more than 300 win. That's it. Nothing more than 300 win, Ted. That's it. Pretty and, simple. Yeah, you really want to need it all, all the time. Very simple, very straightforward. You want to shoot uh, two, two, three? That's fine. You'd probably be competitive with 77 or 80 grain bullets. You know what I mean? We're not really going that far. Mm -hmm. um, six millimeter, six five, 308 would be fine. 300 win. More of your, you know, your standard calibers that are easily accessible. You know, you don't have to go and reload them or anything like that. But if you want to reload and do a six BR or whatever, that's fine too. That's on you. I mean, whatever caliber you bring is on you. Just no, nothing larger than 300 win, please. Sure. Okay. Um, and then we got Mr. Lindy um, is asking if there's going to be a betting pool. Mr. Lindy. <laughs> Tell Mr. Lindy that he can create his own betting pool because he's the only one smart enough to do that. I don't <laughs> so have the power to do that. <laughs> Lindy's in the room so he can hear you. <laughs> um, so well, we uh, go then, <laughs> Lindy, you're a great dude, man. I, I wish I could spend more time with you. Christopher is asking also about the dates. What are the dates, Jacob? Uh, September, September 1st, 2021 through September 23rd, 2021. Yeah, I'll, I'll step outside, Jack. Go ahead. Cool. Okay. Yeah, keep, keep it up. I'm good to go. I'm good to go, Caleb. Okay. Um, so there we go. Um, there's the dates. And so, guys, this is going to be uh, multi-day stuff. And it's just going to be, a, it's going to be an awesome little adventure, man. That's really what it's all, all going to be about. And this kind of is like the spirit of adventure, um, going to different places, not on, not knowing what to expect. Um, only that you're going to be tested in a bunch of different areas of, uh, of practical skills that, you know, that include a rifle. So, uh, it's basic, it's basic dude stuff. I guess you could, you could call it that like, Mr. Pat Mac. Don't do that. That's the Pat, Pat McNamara. He, he, he no, that's what I'm saying. Like he adopted that. It's freaking pretty straightforward. It's basic dude stuff. As far I agree as with concerned. you. I agree with you, but let's, let's let him have that. He oh, for sure. Of course. I'm not taking anything away from Pat. Um, let's Absolutely. see here. Uh, Ken is asking, will there ever be a, a lighter version, like a one weekend version someday? No, we've done that before. It's already been done. I mean, we, we, that's why the rifle com competitions used to be. I mean, we used to have three-day competitions. We had target detection. We had Kim's games. We had all that. But these new controlling entities have said, okay, it's a two-day competition. It's just going to be shooting. That's fine. I get that. I love it. In fact, I love to compete with those, and I love to put those on. This is something different. This yep. is something different. This is epic. This is something that is a bucket list item that if you want to go and experience not a match, a freaking adventure, this is a freaking adventure. We're mm -hmm. covering from South Texas to freaking Washington state. Come on, man. Who wouldn't mm -hmm. want to do that? Yeah. I mean, that. sorry. Got a little passionate there, Kalen. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's really good. Um, so another question from Ted, um, he's asking if you have ever, uh, if you've estimated a budget for competitors in terms of like a general number for, for travel, uh, lodging, food, things like that. I think your entry fee plus 10 K will do it. If you're frugal and you want to camp out like in a sprinter van, you can obviously take that way down. You know, what sure, I mean? sure. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. with another couple of competitors, you know, we'll find out, but when we're three months out, all the competitors names are going to be known to the other competitors. Get with those guys, rent a sprinter van, share the cost of the fuel, share the cost of the KOA campgrounds, do all that crap. That's what the staff is doing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, if I were you, Ted, like, take a look at the GSA rates. That's usually a fairly decent, you know, comparison for travel. Um, but then sure. again, just like Jacob said, man, like you can be super frugal on this and, um, hell, I mean, if you're, all you're going to do is car camp for 22 days, just go for it. Um, God, that then, sounds like so much fun. Yeah, man. Why? I, I, Kalen, I just want to hand over Assassin's Way to you so that I can compete <laughs> at it. I want to do this so bad. Dude. So I'll get, um, 
So I'll get Cody to, to design some stages, man. He's really good at that stuff. He's devious. Oh, you've got crafty. that right. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Please, please, please take it. Let me compete. <laughs> okay. Man. Um, so then uh, Christopher is asking again, is this an individual or team event? Um, I think I can take, it's an individual event. Um, Christopher, yes. it's all individual. Um, I think it has to be that way. I think it really does have to be that way. It's, it's, um, there's so much to be said about true individual stuff when it comes to this type of environment. Um, because it, it really just is you making decisions and that's the way that it should be. So, um, well, the thing about the reason it's an individual event is because you can go and I get, like, um, you're a really good shooter, Kalen. I'm a really good shooter. Uh, Jake Vibbert's a really good shooter. But you've got these guys out there that do this stuff like orienteering. So I could go find the orienteering champion of the world. And I can teach them how to I – don't, I don't really need them to do anything except land nav. Let, right. let me do the shooting or let you do the shooting or let Jake Vibbert do the shooting. But then we don't have a true champion. What we have is an amalgamation that – those people will never be together again. I want one person to walk away and says, yes, I'm not really necessarily super good at any of these skill sets, but I'm above average at all of them. And it shows because I want assassin's way. Yep. I agree. I agree because that's, uh, you said it in much better words than, than I was struggling to find is it, it is. It's a, when you have a team, you have the ability to delegate tasks to individuals that have strengths in those areas. Um, right. And this should be a test. That's kind of one of the reasons I definitely, I enjoy solo hunting is because it, every decision is up to you. Um, you are the master of your own fate when it comes to those decisions and you learn through experience, um, how badly you're going to pay for a bad decision <laughs> so, exactly. or how, exactly. how severely you're going to pay for a bad decision. Um, because there are some bad decisions that you can make in the mountains and that's, um, uh, or in the mountains or in the desert, like every geographic area has its own set of, um, has its own set of, of hazards. It has its own peculiarities when it comes to navigating the terrain. And so it's, um, it's one of those things. I think it's going to be super awesome just to tag along and, and watch everybody go through it. I think it's going to be really, really kick ass. <laughs> Me too. So, Me too. Again, and I'll say, please, please take over so that I can do this. I want to do this so bad, which is why I came up with it. I said, what would be the ultimate experience for me? And I'm just presenting it to other people, and that might not sure. be the ultimate experience for them, and that's okay. That's for sure. Fine. You know, Absolutely. we want we want these people to be that are doing this. We want them to do it because it's something that really hits home with them. It, it hits their heart. Indeed. I, I could not agree more. Um, well, man, we are coming up on our, on our hour mark. Is there, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to cover? Is there anything else that you'd like to throw out there to everybody that's listening or that's going to be listening on the podcast? Yes, absolutely. And that's my phone number, my personal cell, 361-522-4165. If you're reaching for a pen, I'll give you a second. Reach for that pen. I want you to call me, ask me questions, get involved, do this. This is something that's an adventure. This is my personal self, 361-522-4165. Fantastic. That's it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, glad, that, uh, I'm glad that we're able to continue to, to work together on this. I'm glad that we're able to, to help promote it and use, use the vehicle to, to answer questions for people. Um, sure. I think this is going to be a, a really epic, epic thing for those of you guys that are interested in adventure. Um, and it's, it's not for, it's definitely not for everybody, but then again, you'd be surprised, you know, Jacob and I were talking about, you know, the, the fees and things, uh, last week or week before last. And guys, it's not that like, I know a lot of you guys would be like, well, it's just like $25,000. It's like a crazy amount of money. It's like, well, you know, this, you can manifest stuff, man. You just make it happen. If you want it and you, and you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. And, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, 25 grand is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's attainable. Let's put it that way. It's totally attainable. 
of course it's attainable. And the thing about it is there's going to be other prizes and everything else, but that one, that number one is going to walk away with a half a mil. But I tell you what, I am, I am going to be very, very proud of the person who wins, but the person who gets 45th, I'm going to be just as proud of them. And they should be just as proud of themselves for actually taking this on and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think that's a great way to close this thing down, man. That's that. Um, yeah. You got to look at yourself and, and say, man, let's do this. Let's get this done. Let's go have yeah. some fun. Hey, so, Caleb, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Though. So, so exactly yeah. So right. Exactly this, right. Mr. One Lindy, here's another even better, even better closing. Okay. So Lindy says, uh, again, Lindy, you're always coming up with the good shit for somebody who shoots matches all year. <laughs> 20, you're laughing because you know, it's true. 25k is pocket change. Think about that. Think about that. If you shoot matches, yep. all year this long, is a year's matches in 23 days. And the thing about it is you'll be able to walk away with more pride, more prestige, and possibly more money than you could possibly win in 10 seasons. Yeah, you know, that's a good perspective because it's like, uh, you know, we talk about dudes that are flying all over the nation to shoot these things. They're flying all over the nation to shoot 10, 12 matches, maybe even 13, 14 matches. You you add all that money up, entry fees, travel, lodging, all that stuff. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be far off. It's not going to be far off. It's not going to so. be far off. Exactly right. And someone who says, okay, well, that 25000 is just too much. And I see them, okay, they competed at this. They competed at this. They competed right. at this. No, they're just scared. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Take yep. the freaking bite. Start <laughs> to eat the elephant one bite at a time. Right on, man. Right on. Well, I think that's probably a good, good place to wrap things up. Um, Jacob, we will do this again. Like this is something that we can do again. Um, guys, the technology, I'm going to take total responsibility for that. Uh, it didn't go exactly the way that we thought it was going to go, but I'm learning. Um, and so you guys, you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't care. We'll do it again sometime. Well, we're going to have we're, again on uh, September 1st, 2020, which will be 365 days out. What I want to have is I want to have Kalen, Phil, yep. Frank, Carl, everyone all together to do this one more time saying, Hey, we're one year out. Let's roll. Yeah. And we can, we can all get, let's, we'll just all get together and and do it together live, not on a zoom call. We'll just make, we'll just get exactly right. Exactly right. We can all meet in a central location. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas sounds good. Man, what, (laughs) what Las Vegas? How about rifles only? And we go share some of that whiskey years. Uh, it's rum and it's that's, the best rum. That's right. You're right. It's but it's good. Looks it looks like a whiskey bottle, man. It's <laughs> yeah, that's, so good though. You did a great job. It's so it's, good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, cool, man. Well, thank you again, Jacob. Thanks so much. And for all you guys that yeah. hung out, thank you, thank you guys. And um, super, super happy that we got some engagement. And um, looking forward to the next time, Jacob. Absolutely. Me too, Kalen. You take care of yourself, man. Stay warm up there. Will do. Thanks, dude.